Hey friends, thank you for supporting the Black Girl Business Bar podcast through listening and your valued feedback. You are such an important member of this community. I launched this podcast because I wanted women of color just like you to know that they have a place to go where community is priority and a resource for practical tips, advice, and mentorship. Mentorship in particular is very important to me as I believe it's the lifeblood of all growth. One of the ways that I provide this to women of color is through my one-to-one coaching program, Savvy Sales for Solopreneurs. This program is for the woman who is ready to stop playing, start getting paid what she's worth, and create the income and impact that she's always desired. This coaching experience will be personal, empowering, and it takes a holistic view of the challenges that women of color face in business, in particular in the online space. I truly believe that having strong sales foundations and sustainable momentum are two key factors in having a successful business in the online space. And I found for myself and my clients that the fastest way to get there is through one-to-one coaching and mentorship. So if you want to start building your bank account by signing clients regularly, get in touch with me at Khalida at blackgirlbusinessbar.com or visit my website at khalidadubose.com forward slash coaching. We'll share the links in the show notes. All right, let's get to the show. So this episode, I want to talk to you guys about tools that I use in my business. And I decided to do this after having a conversation with my aunt and my mom while I was in Atlanta last week around tools. What tools do you use when you're getting started? It can be a little bit confusing as most things when you're getting started. And so I thought, why don't I bring this topic to my audience? Because strangely enough, I love listening to podcasts or YouTube videos on what tools people use. I know it's a little bit nerdy, but it's kind of my thing and it saves me a lot of time and research. I can just kind of look at some of the tools that are out there that have been working for people that are in businesses that are similar to mine and then just kind of go through it and make a decision. So I hope that this will help you to do the same thing. Hi, welcome to the Black Girl Business Bar podcast. This podcast is for women of color entrepreneurs who crave practical information that they can apply to their businesses and lives. I'm your host, Khalida Dubose. I started this podcast because I want to help women of color thrive in their businesses, careers, and lives. That means first learning what's possible and then figuring out how to make it all happen. Today, we're going to get into the sales tools that I use to keep my business running smoothly. I'm also going to fill you in on which tools are a must and the ones that you can wait to invest in until you're a little bit more profitable. All right, some of you just don't know what you don't know yet. I know how that is when you're newer to the online space, or maybe you've even been around for a little bit, but you still are not really up on using all the tools. So before we hop into this episode, I wanna say that this is in no way an endorsement to just go out and start using tools in your business. I actually think you should be very savvy about when you decide to start paying for tools in your business. I also want to let you know, I am not being paid to talk about any of these tools. These are actually the tools that I use, that I have experience with, that clients use, or that some of my colleagues use, and they have talked to me about them. So I am going to go through this, and I wanted to let you know that ahead of time. All right, so let's hop into this and talk about the tools that I'm using in my business. The first one that every single person who is selling in their business is using, including myself, is a payment processor. This is a 100% must in your business. And when I talk about payment processors, I'm talking about things like PayPal or Stripe. You want to make sure you have a business PayPal account that is connected to your business bank account. 
and also a Stripe account that is connected to your business bank account. You should also be able to receive funds into your business bank account. So what do I mean by that? When I first got started in the online space, I had two clients who actually requested that I allow them to do a bank to bank transfer. So they were sending me their fees directly to my bank from their bank account. You should be able to do that. You should know how to do that. And if you don't know, you can log into your bank account and make sure you kind of have that squared away or call your banker and have them walk you through that process so that you're always ready when people want to pay you. So some of the things that I don't recommend when it comes to payment processors, I don't recommend that you use money transfer services in your business like Venmo or Cash App. I know that it can be tempting to just take money like any way somebody wants to send it to you, but it really does not look professional if a client wants to sign with you and you say, hey, could you just cash at me the money? I bring this up because there are some people who will try to use these so that they can save on fees. Not very professional. You want to keep it professional. You also want to make sure you have like an invoice or some way to track all payments for bookkeeping later on. It's going to make your life easier. You'll also know what's coming into your bank account and it's going to be a lot easier to see it rather than having money in so many different places and having to transfer it in and then explain to your bookkeeper where it all came from. So I don't recommend services like Venmo and Cash App for your personal business or for your business, maybe for personal, but not business. So the second tool that I'm using is a CRM system. Now, CRM system, I'm going to tell you out the gate, is not required when you're first getting started. So you don't have to bog yourself down with trying to figure out what is a CRM. And CRM stands for Client Relation Management or something to that effect. Client Relation Management is a tool that you use. And some of the companies in this area would be Satori, HoneyBook, Salesforce. I Googled this right before I did this show and it came up with like the top 40 CRMs. And so I thought, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to dive into that too many. So as you can imagine, there are hundreds of these CRMs. So when you're ready to use a CRM, just make sure you look for like, if you're a coach, look for another coach and see what some other coaches are using and what are the pros and cons. And then you can take your top three and then kind of dive into it and decide what you want to use. But CRMs are going to be used for basically what they say, managing your client relationships as well as managing potential clients. So you're going to have leads coming in. You're going to get on sales calls. They might not always convert, but you still want to keep track. You still want to follow up with those potential clients. I also use this for templated emails, sending contracts to clients, onboarding and offboarding. So CRMs can be used for a number of things and everybody, depending on their business, they will use them differently. Some CRMs have great workflows. So when you get to that point where you're ready to use our CRM, like I said, you'll just dive in. In the meantime, if you're not ready to start using a software that's going to cost you $30 to $40 a month, you can do this process manually. So what I did when I first was getting started was I used the Google Drive and I did everything manually. So I had templated emails and documents. I had spreadsheets that I kept track of my clients. I actually still use a spreadsheet. So you can do all of the same things. You can have a way to send clients contracts through some free softwares, or you can have your contract saved on the drive in a document, and then you just copy it over to like a DocuSign so that people can do an electronics signature. All right. So the third tool that is a must, this one is a must for your business, is bookkeeping software. Now, 
bookkeeping softwares would be like FreshBooks or QuickBooks or something to that effect. If you are doing it solo, if you're still in that stage where, you know, you're not going through like a company, uh, my disclaimer here is that I do not use the software myself. I have a bookkeeper. I'm responsible for making sure I track all of my spending and I have receipts and I put them where she tells me to put them. That's about where it ends. And then I know what I'm making. She runs monthly reports, et cetera. If you are not at the point where you can afford to use a bookkeeper, you will have to do this on your own. I highly recommend trying to budget in a bookkeeper though, if this isn't your strong suit, just to make your life a lot easier at tax time and in your business. So I know that for a lot of coaches, therapists, course creators, you can find bookkeepers who have tiered pricing for what you need. This is, in my opinion, is totally worth it. I work with my bookkeeper who happens to be my sister, who is a former accounting auditor for one of the big four accounting firms. And she does a tiered pricing for me based on how many transactions I think I'm going to have in a quarter, a year, et cetera. So you can probably find the same thing if you're looking for it. And again, this is a must. All right. So the fourth tool that I think you absolutely need, so this is one that you need, but there are some options here, is email and email service providers. So I'm going to mush those together and I'm going to start with email. So email, just a personal email account, like a Google account. And not only do you need to have an email address, but it needs to be a professional email address. So you want to look into purchasing a domain if you haven't done so already. I use Google domains because it's just easier. I'm very used to the Google interface for email. So here's the thing. If you're worried about budget, don't worry too much. A a domain costs $12 a year and you really do want to own your business name. Trust me, you do. And Email for that domain costs you $6 a month. So it's that simple. You can have an email address for $6 a month. So it shouldn't be breaking the bank. Now, when we talk about service providers, email service providers, we're talking about things like MailChimp or ConvertKit. There are dozens out there, so I'm not going to name all of them. But MailChimp is one that I see a lot of new business owners getting started with because it is cost-effective. What's cool about that is they do have a free version. There are some of these that don't have a free version and you start off paying right away. So MailChimp is a good start if you are starting an email list. Now, of course, with an email list, you would be sending potentially a weekly or bi-weekly newsletter. However you do it, you would be sending out to your list any promotional material. For instance, when I was launching this podcast, I had multiple promotional emails sent about the podcast launch. You might be doing a course launch in your business or anything else that you need to communicate with your list. And so that's what your email service provider is going to help you do. Instead of sending out the emails and blind copying everybody with just a regular email address, you are going to use this system to be able to send potentially thousands of emails at once, schedule them all out however you need to. For instance, if you're in a launch, And then it sends it to everybody on your list using their name and it's just nice and streamlined. So that's why we use email service providers. Do you need one right away? I would say that if you're building a list right now, yes, you should probably get one. Maybe something like MailChimp if you have under a thousand people on that list. 
if you're just kind of building it, but you're not doing much with it. That's kind of the route that I took, which was weird because I kind of manually built mine. I don't recommend that. But if you're starting to build a list, then absolutely, yes, you need somewhere for those emails to go and you need a way for people to be able to unsubscribe. And that happened automatically. You don't want to be manually going in and trying to take emails off of like a spreadsheet. That's going to take up a lot of time. So I do think that if you're building a list, it's definitely a must. If you're not building a list yet, and you haven't gotten to that point, then you can save that for later. All right, so the next thing that I really, really love using is meeting apps. Two options that I'll talk to you about, Zoom and Google Hangouts that you can use because they have free versions. I used free Zoom for about a year, and then for the last two years, I have been paying for Zoom, and I really like it. I don't really have any complaints about Zoom. I love it because it also works as a backup for me you know, for the podcast, if something goes wrong with the podcast software that I use. Google Hangouts, I use that with colleagues. Sometimes when I'm talking to like my podcast manager, hello, podcast manager, he's listening to this. <laughs> and sometimes I use it with other people as well, if that's what they, you know, if that's their preference for meeting. But most of the time I use Zoom. I love meeting apps because number one, they have free versions. Number two, you can integrate them with any calendars that you have, which we'll talk about in a second. You can integrate them so that the links, when you set up calendar appointments, the links automatically go on your Zoom link or your your you can set up your Google Hangouts. It is just automatically attached to that appointment. And so when you're ready for the appointment, it's right there and you just click on it. So meeting apps, are they a must? I think if you have a business where you're meeting with anybody on a regular basis, for instance, clients, and you might need to share a screen if you're doing any kind of design work for them. If you're like me, you're a coach, you want to talk to your clients face-to-face. If you're doing sales calls, it's really nice to have face-to-face conversation. My answer would be yes. So this is probably a must for you. And it's probably time for you to get used to the camera if that is something that you're really not comfortable with at this point. All right. So the sixth tool that I think is a must in your business is calendars. So Once again, for calendars, I kind of split these out into two different types. So I have a personal calendar, which goes through Google because I have a Google email address and every email address comes with a calendar function. So why not use it? So I have a Google calendar, which I can just go into my smartphone or onto my laptop and I can put all appointments on there. So I have doctor's appointments. I I schedule everything. I schedule the gym, et cetera. And I think that if you are not saving everything on a calendar or most things on a calendar, then it's really time to step up your professionalism. When you are a coach or any kind of business owner and you have appointments and places to be and deadlines, you need to make sure things are being scheduled so that you don't forget. I see this sometimes when, you know, I have appointments with people, other business owners, and they forget the appointments or people don't show up to a sales call or something or you know, they're looking for your help, but then they forget. Uh, A lot of times I'm thinking they probably aren't scheduling things because people will say to me, oh, I totally spaced that. And they didn't put it on a calendar, right? So we have calendars for a reason and you can set alarms. They're really wonderful. So I would say definitely get yourself a calendar. It's a must in your business. You can use free ones like Google. That's your personal calendar. Now there are also scheduling calendars that are more for your clients or anybody who's going to be working with you, or it could even be for team members. Scheduling calendars would be tools like Calendly or Acuity Scheduling. And these are really cool 
because they have links. So you set up a calendar invite for something. Maybe it's an appointment in your business, like coaching appointments, or maybe it's sales calls appointments. Or for me, like I have a virtual chai when I just need to catch up with somebody or get to know them. And you can just set up these appointments in the time increments that you want. So an hour, a half an hour, 90 minutes, however you want to do it. And then you have links to them. So you can send those links. You can share those links on Instagram. You can share them on Facebook. You can share those links however you want. And people have access to your calendar and they can schedule a time that works for them within your schedule. And so if you knew, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you to use your service and they want to know about your service, we call that a sales call. You might call it something different, but at the end of the day, it's a sales call. And so you would send them a link. They use that link to schedule. And then everybody is prepared when it's time to hop on the call. And again, these scheduling calendars, they integrate with your meeting tools, which is really great. So you can have one that automatically puts a Zoom link there once people schedule. And so it's all ready to go at the time of the appointment. So these are an absolute must in your business, both to have a personal calendar and to have scheduling calendars, in my opinion. Now, Calendly has a free version. If it's not within your budget, you can have at least one appointment that's for free. If you need to have multiple appointments, I think it goes up to like 10 bucks. So not still not really breaking the bank. All right. So ladies, I really hope that this made it a little bit more clear. These are the tools that I've been using in my business to keep everything running smoothly. I gave you the list of the ones that I think are the most important and how you can use them in a way that fits your budget right now or how you can do some manual processes until you're able to invest in some of these tools. If right now you're going to get overwhelmed by tools, it might be better to just use what you absolutely need until you have more help, until you learn a little bit more. I don't suggest that you listen to this and, you know, if you're not using anything right now, go out and start using everything. You can take it one step at a time. That's what I did. And over time, you'll get used to it, but it should make your business a little bit easier. So if the tools aren't helping you, then it's probably time to ditch them. All right, friends, thank you so much for hanging out and listening to the Black Girl Business Bar podcast. If you haven't already, please hit that follow or subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you found today's episode helpful or had any aha moments, we would love for you to share them with us by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or by reaching out to me at Khalida at BlackGirlBusinessBar.com. I've been hearing from you ladies that you want to hear more about sales. Sales in your business is very important and I agree, it's super important. I want to hear from you and understand what it is that you need help with so that I can bring you those topics and I can bring interviews around your pain points and around the things that you're experiencing in your business. So reach out to me and let me know by emailing me. And as always, we are dropping episodes every Tuesday and we can't wait to see you back then.